Good morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. This morning, Proverbs 20, verse 15 through 16 is where we are. Let's pray and get started. Father, thank you for this morning. Help us to understand your word and apply it to our lives. Draw us near to you. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Okay. Two verses here having to do with money somewhat. Having to do with um, material wealth and spiritual wealth. So verse 15, let's read. There is gold and abundance of costly stones, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. Now this one really just speaks for itself. There's not a lot that we have to dig deep here to get out of this. Obviously what this verse is saying is that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding are worth more than material gold and gems and stones and money and, and, and things, okay? And that's obvious. The Bible teaches that uh, through and through throughout Scripture. We see it in the life of Solomon, the one who's writing this, right? What is Solomon most known for? Well, he's most known for his wisdom, for his knowledge. That's the big theme of, of his story in history and in Scripture, is that God blessed him with great wisdom and knowledge. And that's what people recognize when they talk about Solomon. That's what we have a record of. That's what we have today from Solomon is his wisdom. It's something that has lasted. It, it has not faded away. Now, Solomon was also extremely wealthy in material things, in gold and money, and, and he had great wealth in his life as king. But that's not what he's most known for. And not only that... But we don't have any of that today. People on earth don't have that as an inheritance from Solomon. What, what do we have is his words of wisdom. And so wisdom and knowledge and understanding are far more valuable and more effective in the lives of other people than just material stuff. And Solomon understood that. He understood that, and that's exactly what he is saying right here. Lips of knowledge outweigh all of those things. And that is true in everyone's life today. Look at the life of Jesus. Jesus did not amass great amounts of material wealth. Okay, He did not have a lot. He was just, he was middle class or lower in regards to his income. Okay, And what did Jesus value most in his life? What do we see if you just kind of summarize his life and his ministry? His greatest treasures was his relationship with his father, in heaven and with other people he poured his life into his relationship with God and with other people and notice what impact did that have if, if Jesus had spent all of his time amassing money would that have made the impact in the world that it has to today I don't think so I think what was most effective about Jesus is the fact that he valued words of wisdom he valued knowledge. He valued the two greatest commandments, which is the greatest understanding you can ever have, which is the, the, the foundation of all wisdom and instruction, right? According to Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's love and respect for God, first and foremost, is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom and everything. And if that is what's most precious, therefore a relationship with God is what's most precious. So we need to always take that to heart and chase after the, the eternal things, right? Chase after the eternal things, laying up your treasure in heaven. 
All right, verse 16. It's a little bit it's a little bit harder to grasp and understand in the terminology. It's more legal terminology that's going on in verse 16. So let's read it and we will talk about it. Verse 16 says, Take a man's garment when he has put up security for a stranger and hold it in pledge when he puts up security for a foreigner. Now what is Solomon talking about here? So this is more practical wisdom and it obviously has a spiritual application as well. But let's just kind of back up a second and let me explain the verse. So verse 16 what it's talking about, take a man's garment when he has put up security for a stranger, is it's talking about taking out a loan. When when someone, when a man takes security for a stranger, he's taking he's taking out a loan with another person, right? So you and another person, say you and another person go to, to the bank and you're going to take out a loan, right? So what this first part's talking about here is that when you have a fellow person, someone you don't know that well, or the the bank doesn't know that well, that doesn't know you personally, okay? People are not perfect. They make mistakes. They can be selfish. Sometimes they can't be trustworthy, okay? So when they go to take a loan from you, you need to hold something against them, right? To protect yourself. So the bank would take a man's garment something that he possesses, and then give the loan, right? Because you don't know if that person's going to pay it back or not, right? So you need something to, to, to when that person loans, to hold against them. And we do that today, right? We do that today. we got to put up something and to say to the bank, listen, if I don't follow through on this loan, you get this. You, they'll take this from me, right? you got to have some sort of asset to back that up, taking that loan out. Well, that's what it's talking about here, and it's a wise thing to do. But what he doesn't go into depth in, and which Solomon knows, is if you go back into Exodus, there was a command that if someone takes out a loan from you, let's say you are the one loaning, and they take out a loan from you, and you take their garment as a way to protect yourself, as, as to hold you know, against that loan, to make sure they pay it back, if that person has no other way to keep themselves warm at night, okay, and I'm paraphrasing here, then you are supposed to give that garment back to them. You are supposed to give that garment back to them um, before night comes so that they will have warmth when they sleep that night, okay? So notice how, what did I do? I just got rid of part of that verse. So notice how in this, in that passage, that there is the second greatest commandment, showing love and compassion to another person. And that's what it's talking about, okay? Now, the verse continues on, and it says, and hold it in pledge when he puts up security for foreigners. Now, foreigners, what, what is he talking about here? I, I don't understand. What's the difference between a stranger and a foreigner, okay? Well, you got to remember the mindset in Jewish culture and where Solomon's coming from here. In ancient times, in the Hebrew culture, a foreigner typically was someone who did not worship the one true God, and they were viewed as immoral, okay? Not to be trusted that often. And so what he's talking about here is the stranger up here is actually just another Jewish person that you may not know, right? But you know enough about them that they serve the Lord. They come from a family that is supposed to honor the Lord, right? Doesn't mean they're perfect, 
But down here, a foreigner is someone who comes from another land and worships false idols and most likely is immoral. And it's not going to be as easy to trust the foreigner as it is to trust the stranger. So the idea here is hold it in pledge when he puts up security for a foreigner. In other words, you need to be extra careful with some people. Okay? Because some people, especially if they show signs of being immoral and untrustworthy, maybe you shouldn't take out a loan or give a loan to that person or take out a loan with them, right? You need to be very cautious of that. Be wise in who you take out a loan with, okay? And be wise in who you give a loan to, okay? So that's the idea behind this here. It's be wise in, in what you do. And we need to be careful as Christians because a lot of times we as Christians think that the mentality is that we should just always give to people, always just give things away to them, regardless of what we know they're going to use that money or what we give them for, right? We need to be wise because just giving out money and giving things to people is not always the wise thing to do for someone. If you give $100 to a person who is known to be abusing alcohol or drugs and they're homeless on the street, most likely they're going to take that money and use it for those same things. How are you helping that person? How are you helping better their life by just handing them money so that they can go and, and it enables them to continue in the cycle of destruction that has brought them to the point where they are? So you know that. That's knowledge there. So you need to be wise in how you help that person. Instead of handing them $100, take them to lunch. Go out to eat with them. Buy their meal. Put the food in front of them. Watch them eat it. And then minister to them. Show love and kindness to them. That's the wise thing to do to help that person. And that's the same concept here. It's just talking about loans, taking out loans and giving loans to people. Be wise in who, how you do that. Be wise in how you help and give and take care of other people because you're, sometimes you may think you're doing good for them when you're actually hurting them. So be wise in what you do and how you do that. All right, I'm going to stop there. There's a lot packed in that verse. We could really continually talk about that verse. But Solomon's wisdom there, um, wrapped up a little bit in, in, in um, old context and, and um, the old language and how it translates. But once you study it, you, you begin to see more so what it's talking about. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's about being wise with God's resources that he gives you. So loving God. And second, it's about loving others. And that's what all these Proverbs are about, both 15 and 16 drawback they they are are built upon that foundation as well thank you for joining me this morning seek first the kingdom of god take care and i'll see you again tomorrow bye